It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 79 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories, Philly, Philly Phil, and Mikey P. We want to thank everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and do that. Mikey P, start us off. First things <laughs> first, fellas, okay? We are live tonight on TikTok. For the first time, we're welcoming a new audience. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. We are welcoming a new audience, okay? So you know, you never know who's going to pop up, talk their shit. You know, you don't know. Might be All right? Could be five, could be ten, hundred, thousand. Who the hell Yo, knows? Also, let All the right? TikTok audience know that we can't see their comments right now. So, I yep. mean, eventually we will. I mean, tell them about the RTMP and all that yep. stuff. Yep. So, for the TikTok audience, since we do not have a stream key yet, which we're hoping to unlock very soon. You will only hear our audio for this show. You will not hear our normal sound effects. We usually have songs playing. We got one playing right now. You can't hear it. Um, but you will hear our audio. We will not be able to chat with you, but look forward to all this stuff soon, okay? That's the whole point. We keep going live. We're going to get the stream key. And then you got P and I in full effect, which is a dangerous thing. So It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's the next big thing. Pause. You heard us. <laughs> but otherwise, we're going to get right into it, guys. Pack show. Pause I'll again. Pack you. Yeah. I, I was waiting for you. Pause. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. All right. PI episode 79 is brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who signed up today using the promo code ICONIC will receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100. That's a fucking hell of a deal, guys. Hell of a deal. All right, that's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Also, we are live right now at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. Be sure to go over there and subscribe. Otherwise, this is for the TikTok audience again. We're always live on YouTube for each show. We're live on Facebook for each show. We're live on Twitter for each show. Shit, you know what? All that other shit. And all that other shit. Yeah. I should have just let Nick do it. Facts. <laughs> all right, everybody. Here we go. NBA playoffs. But first, I got one thing. Who's winning a nice game? You got Bucks 
And you got Celtics live right now. We'll talk about the Grizzlies-Warriors game a little later. Still got some time. So who's winning Bucks-Celtics tonight? And I'll start off, actually. Go ahead. I got the Bucks. So do I. Because, listen, if I think the Celtics are going to win another game this series, it's going to be when they're back at home. That's how I see it. I think the Bucks win tonight at their own place. Me too. I just think that uh, Giannis is... He's due for one of them games. No Robert Williams for the Celtics. All right. Nick Theories, what are you thinking? I got the Celtics. Oh. I got this being a seven-game series, and I think the Celtics are going to edge him out. I predicted that last week. You did? I'm still sticking with my pick. Um, look, I think the Celtics are going to – I mean, look, they have to win tonight. If they go down 3-1, they're done. But I think they're winning tonight. That's fair. I do. And they I are think they're, if they go And I think they're going to go back to Boston. I think they're going to win again. Then they're going to go to Milwaukee, lose. And then game seven is going to be in Boston. And they're going to take it. Wow. That's utter chaos. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I love. I, I love mean, chaos. I hope it happens. Yeah, it's entertainment. You want chaos. I, I mean, love I'd chaos. love to see Gianni seven games. Chaos. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a title right there. Go ahead, write that down. All right. Philly Phil, NBA time. You know what to do. Actually, Philly Phil, can I ask you a little request? Sure. That is. Play that fucking song. Here come the Sixers. It's just so regular. Turn that shit up. Let them know who we really are. Like I said, six. Mm -hmm. Giving seven. Going six. Going six. I told you, we're going to fuck them up tomorrow night. And then Thursday night, we're going to fuck them up again. And it's sixers and six. Guys, Joel Embiid, the phantom of the process, returns Friday night. Sixers win two in a row. Two in a row, convincingly. Two in a row, Okay. And B got snubbed for MVP. It's not mm. official, okay? It's not official, but Woj said it, so it's official, yeah, yeah. all right? And B's getting snubbed for MVP. Look the fuck out, Miami. That's a problem. That's yeah, a problem. Yeah, he's got he's got a 50 on him tomorrow night. 50 burger for sure. Uh, Jokic winning two in a row, that would mean. Putting him among the greatest of all time. He has right? more MVPs he, than is, Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant. So is he on it? He's literally, by their judgment... He is on an arc to become the greatest center of all time. Yeah, Basically, is what they're trying to tell you. And here at PNI, we call that supreme cat. Yeah. You know what sucks about the MVP award for him, though, is that a lot of slander is on his name. And he's actually a really good player, man. Like, he, he's a great player. He is. Like, you're not in that conversation if you're a scrub. No, like, not at all. He's not a scrub. He just, it, the problem is, is it just became an analytical vote. I know, but Think I feel like that, moving though, forward in his career, I feel like people are still going to have that like resentment towards him because of the MVP stuff. That's not his fault. He that's, balled that, out, and, that, and and what do you want me to do? He, that's a good point. This is what they chose, I'll though. Nick. Yeah, I'll buy that. So they it's not fair this. for him. That's what I hate about it. Yeah, no, I'll him. buy that. I actually, because like he should actually like accept the award and be proud of it. Now people are going to be crushing him for you know what I mean, and then like as his career goes on, people are going to have that same resentment towards him because of that. Weirdly that. enough. Yeah, like, no. it's weird like to say it like that, but like that's how I would think. They get what they ask for, really. Steers, right? baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strong one, too. Honestly, this is ridiculous. I mean, like like Mike just said, Kobe Bryant. I mean, Shaq. 
to Shaq play. is obviously a better center. It's not even a question. Arguably the most dominant player of all time. And his, Joel and his Embiid peak. is a better center. Joel Embiid is a better <laughs> center. Jokic winning two in a row is more significant than anyone's making out to be. Right now. I mean, yeah. even... So, Giannis two-time guy now, right? So, he's yeah. he's a two-time guy. Are they even in the same stratosphere? No. Because... He was a sixth seed. I haven't even seen... I mean, right now, I see Jokic sitting on a couch. For the second year in a row, after losing in five. I, it's just... But keep your VORP, keep your fucking analytics page and all that stupid shit of why he's be- why he was the MVP. And I'll look at They decided, you know, analytics said he's good at defense, but... If you actually fucking watch, he was it off says the a different story. Time. Exactly right. And that's that's what got him the award. Who votes? The media. The who? The media. I, yo, Why? I, I don't know. On. Did you see what Steven Jackson said on his Instagram? I love that. He said, Do you, you know how you fix it? Let the 75, whoever was voted, voted in the 75 greatest players in the NBA. Give them, them a vote, vote. too. That's Give a great idea. There you go. It's a great if idea. Not, you you got to let more of these players get into the media. So Kendrick Perkins got a vote, right? Yep. And he voted in me, right? Nick Wright should have a vote because he, he really is really smart with basketball. He knows his shit. But how can these voters, the media, look at the entire body of work and not choose and beat? That's why people... That's what doesn't make out. any sense. The, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because the media is the one who's writing the articles about certain players. So the issue is, though, is when you get into analytics... Jokic is like one of the most amazing players in the NBA. Like his the value He's the greatest of, of all time. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Extreme his, sarcasm. Yeah, there. his analytic okay. his analytics chart is unbelievable. He did carry Denver without his stars though. I mean, did, you got to yeah. give him credit. And he for did that. that too though. No, no, and, you know? and, and I'm yeah. with you. But like I think they kind of counterbalanced that with Embiid. Yeah, I just, think yeah, I think that was kind of part of it. He got what? 15 games in James Harden? 20? Yeah, like, that's why. And everyone, the, the same people conveniently are saying he, dismissing James Harden, saying he's washed. Thank that you, same crowd say that. saying Love he's it. washed is saying, oh, well, he had James Harden, so he shouldn't win MVP. Love it, Mike. That's a great point. So, you know what? You know what I got to say to this, fellas? Hear this song. It's it's optimistic. It's positive. Let's, let's stop dwelling on this fucking stupid just, ass shit. We can end it on one thing. Finals MVP will be fine. Exactly, and it, and Jokic is going to have to watch him from home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, enough of this. This song is positive. The Sixers are in this fucking thing. Let it's me ask two, you guys a two. question. Who would you guys rather play in the next round? Celtics or Bucks? Celtics. Mm. Who would I rather play? Celtics. Celtics. Why? Because they don't have Giannis. Yeah, but you have Embiid. <laughs> you can, yeah, that's fine. You can counter The that. Bucks are probably the one team that... Would give us fits. I for think that the Celtics would scare me Wait, because I feel like the Chris Celtics Middleton. had the Sixers number. Like I feel like they haunt us in the playoffs. They did when we had Ben Simmons. I know, but like that's still mystique factor. Still kind of lingers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how I think. I just to me, <laughs> it's the best player in the series, and we wouldn't have it against the Bucks. We would have it with the Celtics. We would have the best two players in that series. Ah, uh, that's that's debatable, but still. We would definitely have the best player in the series. And star, stars win, and we'll get to that as we get mm. deeper into these conversations. Yeah, so let's let's break this down a little bit further, okay? Because remember, these same media figures we're talking about right now, not one of them selected the Sixers to win this series. Not one of them. Zero! Right? It was literally like 19, 20, to 20 to 3 zero. ESPN to zero. Fade the fucking. 
okay? The Sixers are tied 2-2, winning conventionally two, two straight games. James Harden, okay? Did you guys see that? James Harden looked like his MVP self he last up. night. He woke. He woke. Well, I mean, look, I mean, it, it's plain and simple. Let's break this down for everybody. Embiid's impact is <laughs> by far the greatest in the entire league. That's that, that, This is why MVP. he's MVP. This is yeah. why he's MVP. Look at the difference. The spacing, the defense. I mean, Bam Adebayo is a ghost now. He's talking all that shit when he's playing, you know, 80-year-old Jordan, uh, I mean, DeAndre Jordan and Paul Reed. But as soon as uh, Embiid gets in there, he's real quiet. Real quiet. I, I, he's, in, he's in fucking foul trouble. He's sitting, he's starting uh, quarters on the bench. It's just, it's regular Listen shit. Listen to this. Bam out of bio field goal percentage while being guarded by DeAndre Jordan. Games one and two. You ready for this? 100? <laughs> Take a guess. Actually, you're close. Yeah, it's like 98. It's 90%. <laughs> like, he literally missed one shot. That's what, that's like nine, that's nine of ten right there. Okay? I don't know the actual number, but still. It's like he missed one shot the entire time. Embiid, now this is just this is just game three, but I mean it, you know, take it for what it is. Adebayo shot 22% in Joel's first game back. 22. Sixers win the paint battle. Sixers win the field goal percentage battle. Sixers shooting better from beyond the arc. That battle. Remember all these things we were talking about? Danny and we Green. said as soon as Embiid comes back, it all changes. Danny Green light. He's got the green light. He's, he, he can't miss because now he has the spacing. It's just different. Like when you shoot like 14 of 45 in the first two games or 14 of 65, whatever it was, in the next two games, you know, you shoot 60% from three. It's a lot different. A lot different. And it's just it just goes to show you Embiid's impact because you have to have like, and here's the thing. When they try and go small ball, you saw what he did to Victor Oladipo yesterday. It's a fucking guard. That's a guard. And he was giving him he was giving him fits. Which I'm so happy Victor Oladipo came back because now Duncan Robinson isn't playing. Yeah, because that's kind of weird, right? It's a little, little puzzling. Ever. Dude got ninety million dollars and, and is riding the pine. I mean, good for him. He's still getting his money. So. Yeah, but like as a competitor, you still want to go out there. And Hell yeah! There's no. I I'm happy. I don't want them to play him. He could shoot. Yeah, he's he a sharpshooter. Yeah, he, he would. Ch but keep putting Victor Oladipo in there, please. He gets in streaks too. Yeah, like, if they want if they want Jimmy Butler to take twenty five shots and hey, he scores forty. That's fine. No one else is doing anything. Yeah. I mean, Bam had a better game last night, but granted, look, we're look, we're looking at impact here. We're looking at overall impact. And as for the defensive side of the ball, listen to this, guys. This is something that caught me here. I don't think this was talked about enough. I, I just told you about the three-pointer difference, okay? The Heat shot seven for 30 from three-point range in game three. That's 23%. They were seven for 35, 20% in game four. This is the first time... In five years that the Heat have shot worse than 25% from three-point range in consecutive games. First time in five years. Wow. What does it tell you? I mean, enough said, right? And Bede's impact just from, just from being there. Look at the difference defensively. And one thing I want to mention, defensive too, Defensive rating. This, is, this isn't being talked about. All the way up. Doc Rivers is coaching circles. Around Eric Spolstra. Yeah, well, you know what happened last time we said that? I know, I know. <laughs> Take it easy over there because last but, time we said that, Nick Nurse almost turned yeah. the tables on him. No, but the way he's playing zone and switching him in and out, it's just he's 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 doing a really good job coaching. He really is because, like, he gets shit on a lot for making some really 
questionable decisions like all bench lineups and shit like that but give him give him his praise when it's due he's real he's coached really well these playoffs well they didn't accomplish shit yeah you still gotta win the series correct all right so it's over on thursday so i mean i mean here's the breakdown so i mean i think i think we need to talk about james harden for a second though i think we need to talk about this because that version that we saw last night took over the game it wasn't a beat who took over the game when it mattered it was james harden that was the best game he's had as a sixer. Agreed wholeheartedly. He was, he was shooting with like this is best game of the year. Conviction. Confidence. Yeah. Attacking. Yeah, like just he constantly wasn't attacking. at all. He was ready to go. He, he was, was showing his boom. emotions. Like he's screaming, mm-hmm. putting his head up and screaming, motherfucker. Like that's the harden that I was waiting for the whole yeah. time. Like, if that's the game that gets him out of whatever you want to call it, slump, washed, confidence, whatever. That those are turning moments in games, like galvanizing moments in sports that could propel teams. And I just think that that's, inspi- that's inspiring because we weren't able to do that with Ben Simmons. When you have a player of his caliber that can do that, you have to account for that. Then you have Maxi. Tobias Harris is giving you 18 and 8. He's your phenomenal. fourth option. I'm, go- I'm glad he got that and standing O. I also think, too, like a sleeper, yes. a sleeper kind of thought about this. Is that I think MB coming back and his like his teammates seeing that like how much he's putting into it like he's got a fucking I love fra- it. Uh, an orbital yeah. face fracture, he's got a, uh, a torn ligament in his thumb. This this guy's beating up. He looks beat the up. morale's <laughs> to the moon. And guess what? That's what you're saying. They are they are round. They, they are they are looking at him and like wow. Let's go. That's that's my guy. I that's, can go to war with him any leader. day of the week. You know what I mean? Like I that's the kind agree, of bro. shit that you need, bro. And I think that actually kind of helped him. Yeah, it's that's and you're starting to see like they're, they're they're playing with more energy. They're playing they're playing so much better, and they know they're better than the Heat. Yeah, with Embiid, and now they have like that confidence coming back. It's yeah, the Heat Heat the trouble, confidence bro. is major. That's not cap. Because that matters, bro. Passion matters, dude. Like it, the they, love of the love of your teammates matters in basketball. It does. Like it really does. Like like look at the teams around the league now. Like the Grizzlies. Like they're a team. The Heat. They're a team. I mean, but they're not. They're just not as talented as as the Sixers. That's yeah, what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Exactly but they're still right. a good team. That's why they're this far. So I don't know. I think I think uh, everything happens for a reason. So hopefully it was a good one. So 31, nine and seven for Harden. 60 percent from the three point line. Holy fuck. 90% from the free throw line. But the, the thing here is, is like he was taking what the defense was giving him. He saw that and B was getting doubled and getting shoved a lot at the end. Pull up. Okay. So if they gave him space behind the arc, boom, shoots it up. Confidence. And he was hitting it though. That was the thing. He was making the shots. But then if they sagged off him, you know, and if they were, if they were looking sluggish, boom, right to the rim. I mean, it was it was literally this is this was James Harden prime. That's what it looked like. You know what's crazy? If if the opposing team's player right has forty, you would think that you're like you're in trouble, right? That's kind of that's how you know the Sixers has completely dominated them. Hell yeah, I know. When somebody can score forty against you and you can still win comfortably like that. It was a meaningless. 40. It just it just shows it's you. Crazy. Yeah. It just shows you who the better team really is. And honestly, I mean, look. Jimmy Butler's a great player. How many but Jimmy Butler's not going to put up these stats every game. They got two straight games out of him that were phenomenal. He played what last night? He played 42, 42 minutes. Yeah, he played 42 minutes. So that's that's, that's hard, almost bro. 10 more minutes than everybody on his team. And Kyle Lowry, by the way, please, by all means, if they want to keep playing him, 
He's clearly still hurt, he's still and he's still washed anyway. I fucking hate Kyle And he's Lowry. washed anyway. He's a flopper, dude. He just he literally does cardio and says, "All right, where can I draw a foul?" And he just runs into people, gets a foul call, and that's how he got himself hurt last night. I don't even know what if he's going to play, but I hope he does. I yeah, want I, him to play. I, seriously, problem, bro, because I just like here's the thing. Kyle Lowry was a good player. He oh, he was like I'm not taking anything away from him, but tour like I feel like the last. Five-ish years or so, Kyle Lowry has just literally got on the court and has looked to get a foul. I just feel like that's it. Every time I see him, he's falling on the ground and flopping and going crazy and just drawing fouls. Like he should, not he should wear knee pads and a Kevlar suit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> he looks like a little penguin sometimes, you know what I mean? And that's Take how he got dive, that's how he got dive after night. dive. Yeah, he he Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I can't really explain his struggles. He can't score at all. He can't score at all. Can't do nothing. It's it's and I mean it's weird. Look what else though. When I mean, good. When the it's team good, yeah. is comfortable with Embiid there, just sitting in the paint, like no one no one wants to attack the rim when he's in the paint. Oh. You notice that that they they all just kick it back out, and then when Embiid's in the paint though, these guys are able to press up on their guys outside the arc too. Tyler Hero, I mean, yep. Look at what he's done. He struggled. Mm -hmm. He could he struggled the first two games. Exactly. And Just, Mike, it, it's all, it's all, go ahead. What you were saying about Embiid earlier when he's shooting and being aggressive like that, when you have to guard him out at the three point line, all that does is clear the lane for Embiid because that's somebody that now, I'm, that's somebody that now has to get out there when he's being aggressive like that. He can't sag. And they, yeah. and they can't do this with any of the guys that the Sixers are rolling out there. I mean, if, if you don't pay enough attention to Danny Green, he's going to sink the shot, wide open shot. If you don't pay attention to Tyrese Maxey, he's going to slash right through you. He's, they can't keep up with the speed. Okay, he's and then amazing, dude. Tobias Harris. I mean, enough said there. He's been phenomenal, and we already have given him his due. But up to this point, has been the best player of the Sixers playoffs so far. He got a much deserved st standing O, which I kind of referenced a few minutes ago. Locking um, people up, hitting clutch shots. But and his defense has been phenomenal too. So like the Sixers, to me, where we're going with this is this. Okay, we need to decide how this is going to go because it's going back to Miami in Game Five. And we have to make our predictions again. I mean, look, we're, we reserve the right to change our minds. We've been consistent, though, here. We've been consistent here. We've been saying the Sixers are going to win this series. I'm very consistent. <laughs> okay. I mean, Files, Files was saying Sixers win four straight. And the Sixers are winning and four straight. We're going to bust them open tomorrow night. And then on Thursday night will be the final dagger. And we're going to get some rest. I, I got to be honest with you right now, Files. The Say more it. I was thinking about this, because I was, I was giving the Heat some respect, but... The way I'm looking at this now, because like I had Sixers and Six prior to the series starting, I, I thought they were going to be able to steal a game in Miami, but I don't think Miami has an answer for them right now. I know Miami's phenomenal at home; they are a phenomenal home team, but I don't think that they did enough. Like they, they just simply have not figured it out yet. And I mean, like I said, Kyle Lowry might be out. Jimmy Butler's probably a little spent, um, and he was battling injury before the series started. Right knee soreness. So Bam Adebayo is a ghost. Um, I'm thinking right now the Sixers win this next game. And if they win this next game, they're going back to Philly and it's over. It, it's over. If the Heat don't win this game, it's over in six. The people on TikTok couldn't hear you. Let them know what you just said. <laughs> yeah. You know. Put your own mic. So whoever you know. wins this game is going to win the series. Well, game five is pivotal. Absolutely. But because if, if the Heat win, they're going to have confidence. Like, okay, we could beat them with Embiid now. Like, let's rock. Let's do what we do. Like that's a confidence thing, you know what I mean? So, if 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 we go down and, and we win, it's a wrap. It just kind of feels like it's if, a the, wrap. if the Sixers it's go out with the same energy they, they the just played with, 
They're the better yeah. team. They're shook. Being serious. They're shook. I, I know. They, they, have they no saw, the, they for saw the phantom of the process. They don't have. They saw they that mask. What he just said. They and they don't ran away. Have an answer for him. And after those two games, they were feeling good. All the shit around him B was, oh, he's really screwed up. He's really hurt. And I kept saying, there's no way he's missing game three. There's Not no way. No. And like, I love the point that Nick brought up. When he gets in that lineup and Harden and Maxi and Reed and all them people are looking at him and they're like, yo, this dude's a warrior. Look what he's doing. He's got a mask on. His every time he shoots, he's fucking winging his hand because his thumbs hurt. He hurting. believes. Yeah, like because he believes they can win a championship. He said that too. Yeah, and he that's said, why that's why you play the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming back because I believe that we could still win the championship. Yeah, like if you're in that locker room, how does that pump you up? The morale's off the exactly. charts right now. Been tweeting for a long time. It's Sixers and six. If your leader believes, you're gonna. Believe. <laughs> I'm going back to my original prediction. I think they're winning this next game. What you got? I got Sixers and six. Loud. Let's fucking go. I'm proud. I because they don't have an answer for Embiid. I tried to tell you. They bro. just don't. Because if Jimmy Butler could score 40 and we could still win like that, if they don't have any, they're done. <laughs> and he's not going to do it again. I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean, you're like, asking you're asking Jimmy Butler to do this again. Look, he had two phenomenal games in a row. I, I love the guy. I would have wished that he stayed with us. I wish he did. But I love him. I'm just saying right yeah, now, if you if you know Jimmy Butler and his history, like, he, he, he really, he takes a lot of shots and doesn't make... <laughs> A lot of them. Let's just be honest. He he's, he takes a ton of shots he at he a took, low percentage. I think he took twenty. Generally speaking, I think he took twenty. He took twenty. He took twenty. I think he went thirteen to twenty last night. But still, like this guy That's takes. Good. That's this very guy efficient. Ta yeah. He. I mean, just generally speaking, though, it's usually like in the the seven for twenty two that kind of range, and that's what you normally get from Jimmy Butler. So like, you just got his very best, the very best from their best player, and it meant nothing. It just kept him in the game. The Sixers pulled away, though. I mean, if James Harden's hitting those shots, it's a wrap. It's over, and they're going deep in the playoffs. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're ready to move on. Me too. Philly, Phil, give us, give us a little change here. Um, I think we have to go to the most surprising, though. Like, I mean, we three, we know what the Sixers can do when it beads in the lineup. And I, I still think that people were dismissing the Sixers, even when Embiid returned, they were like, 100%. oh, heat, heat, heat. Come on, man. I, I hope they saw the light. But this one right here, this is the one. Suns Mavericks. <laughs> this is the one, man. I can't explain Okay, it. We're going to call this the humility segment. What did you guys say before the series? Because I, I know I had Suns in six before the series. I know what we said after that. Well, I know what we said after the first two games. I had the Mavericks losing to the Jazz because I thought oh, yeah, Luka right. was out. But but when we when we did it on our show, what did you predict? Like right before the series started? Um, I said I think I said Suns in six or seven. Yeah, Nick, you? I had Suns in five. I mean, I gave the Mavericks one game just because of Luca. Yeah. But man, so shit. so I, we, I, I fucking underestimated him. Yeah, let's revisit sure. last week's shows. My okay. Apologies. With love and care. Theories. All three of us said it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was very heartfelt of you yeah. <laughs> all three of us basically I mean, and everybody really the entire nation said it is over after two games the Mavs got fucking blown out they didn't look like they belonged at all and then here we go I mean they went two in a row first one they win by nine points uh, here, I'm bringing up the stats for you. Jalen Brunson stepped up in that game. 28 for him, 26 for Luka. That's the usual. But everybody, I mean, 
everybody was playing pretty well for them. The real DFS played well. Yeah, for real. For real, bro. <laughs> Finney Smith. Yeah. Two two games in a row, honestly. Straight balling, bro. Um, and he, had, he had 24 in the last game. They went by 10 last game. Again, Bronson, Doncic, Finney Smith. And here we are. We got a series. If Luka, two, two. Gets, if Luka gets supporting cast that can, that can consistently get 20-plus, the Mavericks ain't losing, dog. Scary. They're not losing. Luka so, is too damn good. <clears throat> we say this all the time. Like I know I say it. Like Normally in basketball, it's all about stars. They have the best player in the series, the Mavericks. The first two games, like I do my best not to emotionally overreact that we always fuck around with and laugh at. But the first, coaster. yeah. But the first two uh, games, tell them, tell them what we do usually say. Tell our TikTok uh, audience. Control our emotions. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, though, is like when I first saw, when it first happened, it looked like the two games they were just overmatched because the Suns are so complete. Jason Kidd is savvy. He has his team doing what Chris, he. They're out Chris Pauling, Chris Paul. Luca flops a lot, and it's actually mm -hmm. really annoying to watch. He like, does. On a real level, <laughs> it is very annoying to watch because he's like a crybaby. And I love him. I'm just, it is what it is. I but agree with that. What Jason Kidd is doing is savvy. He's playing the Suns game. Annoying, poking the bear, throwing elbows like Chris Paul. So, I mean, they've totally neutralized Chris Paul. All of a sudden, he doesn't, he looks washed. Two <laughs> games in a row. And he fouls out last game. Yeah, he like, looks frustrated. With he five points. Five points, exactly. I mean, my so, man D-Book is playing. Yeah, D-Book's stepping up. But it's I like, good, good thing they had him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just coaching. Jason Kidd's a hell of a coach. I'm really, I'm really curious to see what happens in the next three years. Here, here's what could have happened. Me too. Jason Kidd's well, comments. I'm dead serious. It's a good series now because yeah. you have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Like the Mavericks are are like one of those teams that can sneak up on you, especially against the Suns too, where they've been so dominant all year round. It came out of nowhere. And now, yeah, the Mavericks are they're just they're just that one sneaky team with the and best player. And what were we saying before this? We were in the saying series. Le that reminds me of LeBron in 07 with the Cavs. Luca just carrying an average ass roster that it's getting hot and he's just dominating the game. That I mean, that's really what they're doing. I was just gonna say, Jason True. Kidd, by the way, when he said what he said about the team, we can't win uh with Luca, you know, just Luca basically calling out his whole team. That could have either really backfired or you get the result that they just got and it worked out it means he that they pushed, respect them he yeah. pushed the correct button he knew his team that that's a risky comment to make that's basically like completely dismissing the entire team yeah and it, and it, me. And it worked it shows me that his voice resonates with that team in that mm -hmm. locker room they respect him. they respect them and stuff so it's like he says step up and they stepped up i love basically it, this series is really they didn't back down yeah, let's just take a moment and just appreciate Jason Kidd. I love Jason. He's a legend. Man. He Bob, is top five point guard, certified legend. He don't get talked about. No, he don't. And he won For a championship. Real. For real, he don't get talked. I about. I mean, he won it when he was old as hell. He, he, he beat was, LeBron. Why do you think was, LeBron respects him so much? He was still effective. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was. It was just it was Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, Jason Terry. Oh man, the Jet. That was his last good season. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I miss Jason Terry. <laughs> I used to love watching all these guys. Um, so really, what we got to get down to here, because, I mean, it really, you know what? Give them a round of applause, Phil, because nobody, nobody in the country saw this coming. You know, give it to the Mavs, all right? Pause. They earned it. But 
now we have to decide, do they actually really have a chance at this thing? Because you're going back to Phoenix for game five. You kind of you kind of poke the bear, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it's only human when you are so much better than someone else to kind of, you know, be like, oh, take them lightly the next game. It kind of almost seems that way. The Suns were just like, man, we cruised past them in two. We took them lightly. Um, so now you kind of poke the bear. They lose two in a row. And the Mavs are very much in this thing. So Absolutely. is it possible that we see an upset in this thing? Is it possible? Yes. Will it happen? I'm still saying no. Um, I had the Suns winning it all still. But uh, it is possible. I will say that. Because, like, if they fuck around and win in Phoenix, it might be a wrap in Dallas, bro. So I'm actually, I'm with you on everything you said. But I actually think, think the Mavericks win tomorrow. Wow. And then I think they drop at home and then it sets up a game seven. Because wow. that game six will be a legacy game for Chris Paul if they lose tomorrow night. And I just, I see that coming. I think, isn't I think the, the Mavericks got hot. Wow, I did not expect to this, hear that. But isn't this a legacy series? I think everything, every series he plays here on out in his career is a legacy series. Yes, but I feel like if you're, if, if you, if, if they drop it at home and then you're at game six for them to get, after going up 2-0, that's exactly how they went out last year. So if they blow two, another 2-0 lead after blowing a 2-0 lead in the finals, that type of stuff for a player of Chris Paul's caliber, that's the type of stuff that people, like, that's why, like, when you say, like, he's not a top, top five point guard ever, why? Well, the last two playoff series he was in, he was up 2-0 and blew the lead. That just, that just comes with the territory of being great. To me, guys, I think it still matters, though. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. It, it still matters. I know. I know what you're saying. It comes. It comes with the territory of being great, of being criticized for shit for moments like that. Why do you think we get criticized? We're fucking but, great. But that's still. <laughs> but that still comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it does matter. That still holds a lot of weight in a top five debate. If you wanted to. Yeah. No. I know. I'm with you. That's all. I got you. Yeah. I, no. I think it carries some weight if he if he were to lose again. I think this is going seven though. Wow. And I said it was a clean sweep, no question. But after the last two games, oh, something something clicked in the Mavs locker room. See, they have they are full of confidence right now. I hope I'm wrong, guys. I hope this is a long series, okay? Because who wouldn't want to see that? Who wouldn't want to see that? But I'm just gonna tell you right now. I think the Mavs kind of maxed out. Like this is the very best they could have done here. I don't see Phoenix losing this next game, and I think they win the next two. That's how I'm kind of seeing it right now. I hope I'm wrong. I just think that, okay, it's wake-up time. We're going back home. We take the series back into our hands. And the better team should win. They should. Game seven will be epic It would be insane. And I, I pray for it. I really I want to see it. I do. I know. I do. By the way, oh, man, that's a crazy note. That, thanks. That thanks, C's. Steve Kerr is Fuck not off, coaching C's. tonight. And that was COVID. Is it is it is that cap? It's because of COVID? Here, I'll tell you. I mean, sees yeah. caps. But. Yep, positive for COVID-19. So Mike Brown, the new Kings head coach, Fan. is Mike going Brown, to be the coach. head coach of this game. And we still we still don't know. Oh, man, should we go there now? I think we can go there now. Yeah, we can switch. Wait, oh. I didn't hear every... Yeah, what, what do you so, think is going to happen? Yeah, I want to hear Nick, because I don't think I heard Nick. How long is Die out for? No, no, no. No, 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 the... I mean... Yeah, Mavericks Suns. Yeah. What's your series prediction? Oh, I got the Suns in six. 
You think me too. Next yeah, 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 I'm, st- I'm sticking with it too, Nick. All right, I think Mavericks, Suns, and then we will cross that bridge next week when we get That to would it. be – no, you got to say – you got to say as of now. All right, as, as of, now. of right now, if I had to say, I would say Mavericks win tomorrow, the Suns win in Dallas, and I would say that the Suns win in seven. <sighs> Subject to change. He does not want to pick the Suns. I know. <laughs> I know him too well. I know he, it's, it's eating at him right now inside. He, oh. he was oh, thinking man. Mavericks all day. And now he's switched. And then I put him on the spot. Yes. Mike, go ahead. All right, I'm Kevin. Follow, I think the Follow your convictions. You really I told you, Fears is always right. Fears is always, yo. I think, yo. Sound the fucking. Wait, I told Sound you. The, I know oh you too God. well. Bro, listen. I know you too well, bro. I know. I think, I think they got in their head. Wow. I think the I think the Mavericks got in their head. This is a the team shit. that's been there, done that, though. I know. I think with the shit that they're pulling. <laughs> he was ass. cap ass. <laughs> yeah, he was capping. <laughs> I, I was cap, cap ass. Yo, that, yo, that's the title. Cap ass. I really we believe. We got him. <laughs> I think they got in the, in the Suns' head. Thanks, I swear geez. to God. Wow. Yeah, and I hope you're right. I would love to see it, honestly. I think they got in their head, dude. I would love to see it. It would be great. Why are you gonna do that? Put me on blast like I that. just know <laughs> you, bro. Because just just say what you like. Have the courage of your conviction. Yeah. Say what you need to say. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> fuck fuck everybody else's opinions. So if you, if you pick the Mavericks, if you believe the Mavericks are gonna win, then go with the Mavericks. It's the Mavericks. Fuck them. Yeah. This is this, you know is, this is your professional yeah. opinion here. The, yeah. You're I, the expert. Bartle Studios. These experts don't know shit. You'd be the only one who says that. I think it's the Mavericks in seven. Wow. And oh my seven. god. And then they win. Two more road games. I know. I, I don't know why. Each team is going to win a road game. Yo, if, th- if it happens the way you're saying, Mavs, Suns, Mavs. I think it's Mavs. Three straight think. road wins to close out the series. Cap ass. Would be the craziest <laughs> finish ever. It would be the craziest thing we've seen. Wow. Digest that for a second, everybody. Oh, my God. That's fun. I gotta, I gotta bring myself myself back down to earth here. I'm gonna guess. Good for you, for man. I hope I want it to happen, so I hope it happens. I'm gonna tweet that after the show. But I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is a good segue, though, the, the Steve Kerr news. So, <laughs> oh, and it just came out. I was just about to question this. John Morant is officially out. Breaking news sounder. Okay, Damn it. Fuck me. That's so fucking corny. Pause. That's so corny. There we go. Let's rewind. Okay. Steve Kerr is out due to COVID. John Morant is officially out. And they were being very coy. They're wording and everything. I was questioning if if there was a reason for it. Now we know, though, he is officially out due to a knee injury suffered in game three. So I think maybe that's the place to start. Because now that he's out. (laughs) Oh, man. This is about to get dramatic. Okay, Warriors up 2-1. They smoked him last game. It wasn't even close. Okay, they asserted themselves. And now they get Dylan Brooks back, the Grizzlies. They lose Ja. So, how are we feeling? Like, like I, I don't want to necessarily break down the game yet. Let's first talk about Jordan Poole's attack, let's say, on 
John Morant's knee. Because we all remember what happened earlier in the series. Steve Kerr and the Warriors bitching about Gary Payton, right? Why are we not hearing the same level on the other end? When Jordan Poole, I mean, when it when it's slowed down, that replay looks like he did actually attack the knee. It didn't look that way in fast motion, but it kind of it kind of looked like a cheap shot or an attempt at one. So why isn't he suspended? Is it is it worthy of a, a suspension? Was it a cheap shot? And I mean, like, let's talk about this. It's kind of this is kind of a a big deal. So I think it was a cheap shot, mm -hmm. to be honest. When I look at it, it just looks like it looks like a bitch move, to be honest. I don't think it's suspension worthy, but it just to me, it's just this is what happens when you do corny shit. And it, it started with the suspension and then Steve Kerr crying and crying and crying until he gets it. Like, okay, bro, like I get it. I feel bad for Gary Payton. He fell awkwardly. It happens. He just didn't land on his back. He landed on his fucking elbow trying to brace his fall. So why was he suspended? Because it was an because it was egregious. It looked bad. That looks bad too. I know a, it does. A player so, looking to purposely hurt another player. Yeah. Looks worse than Gary well, didn't try to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, the at least guy Dylan was, was going for the fucking yeah, goal. Yeah. Like, correct. Yeah. He like, brushed his head. I don't and care it what happened. they say. Jordan Poole was not going for the ball. He did like his. He you know what you're doing. Like that. We he said it here. It was a short He just does the knee look like a fucking basketball to you? No. 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 Seriously. Does yeah. your knee look like a basketball? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> Unless you're on sour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does not. Yeah, Last exactly. Time I checked. I just, to me, the whole series just got corny because Steve Kerr is just a crybaby and he was whining, whining, whining. Then, like, now you have this. Then they're talking about, oh, breaking the code. It just became like, it went from. It's corny. It went shit. from a physical series where it was supposed to be all out mm -hmm. to just nitpicking at corny stuff and now like it sucks because jaws out and like i know they were 20 and 5 without him but like it's the playoffs this is different now you want to know why different. the warriors we'll, were we'll nitpicking. get there in a second too you want to know why the warriors were nitpicking because they know this team could actually beat them that's all oh, yeah i'll yeah, buy that absolutely when you can be physical with stars like that that aren't like used to that kind of activity look out they had, they had to reciprocate that energy right reciprocate it Bro, because well, the Grizz, the Grizz came in with that energy, you know. You yeah. Know who, you know who? Else but then they that? started crying about stupid shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they did it in uh, 2016. Iman Shumpert and Jr. Smith Shump. being physical as shit with Steph and Clay. You know. Then it was, oh my God, Kevin Durant, we need you, come save us. We can't <laughs> stop LeBron. That's exactly what happened. They can't take physical play. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed with how this series is turning out. Um, but as far as the actual. So, when you just said you don't think it's suspension-worthy, I think we need to pause real quick. So, do you think it's not suspension-worthy just by not accounting for anything else that happened in the series, but just by watching it? Or do you actually mean, like, I, I want to know everyone's thought, like, should that have been a suspension not counting what happened with Dylan Brooks? You have to. So... Because that's the bar. I legitimately think... When you when you account for Dylan Brooks, I think... You have to level it out. If, if you call that a cheap shot, you have to call this a suspension as well. I you legitimately I agree. think Jordan Poole. I legitimately think Jordan Poole like swiped at his knee. He did. I, like I genuinely like this. believe that. When you watch that replay, there's no way you watch that replay and you say, "Oh yeah, he was going for the ball." There's just no way. Come on, yeah. You're lying to yourself. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's a cop out. Because there was some talk, guys. Also. Um, 
people saying like Ja might have picked up this injury before that happened and they were just kind of they were trying to without sounding like Steve Kerr and company but bait the league into suspending him and that's why they were kind of very coy about this like they said uh the the Grizz coach Taylor Jenkins right yeah um I was making sure I didn't mix uh mix up the name but he uh he said like this possible injury he was like wording it as if he didn't know if it was an injury or not and i think at this point you would probably know if he was injured or not so it was like it was really weird everything leading up to it but now like we got our confirmation but still like it was kind of weird so I, there were some people out there questioning if Ja got hurt earlier in the game or something and then they were using this to bait the nba i guess we can kind of put that to rest i mean unless you believe some conspiracy the, the series was supposed to be a slugfest yeah High-energy, high-powered offensive series with good defense and chippiness. And Gary Payton got hurt, and Dylan Brooks got suspended, and it turned into a fucking soap opera. That's all it did. Now Steve Kerr's out with fucking COVID, and John Morant's missing the game four. Like, I mean, that, I mean, here's the thing, too. That's a big loss for the, the, uh, the, the, the Warriors. That is. Steve Kerr's a good coach. But that's so a, is Mike Brown, though. Yeah. He is, too. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just deflating everything that happened so now we have to kind of we have to ask the, the question that everyone's asking is can the grizzlies win without Ja? because they have to win this game they have so, to win tonight so will they win tonight can they do it can they do it hell no man yeah i i don't think so either they were good in the regular season without Ja, though they were like 20 and 2 or something without him right um but i just don't see it happening the warriors are just too good you know, and, and it sucks, man, because, like, I feel like a healthy job would really tie this series. I really I, I agree that, with man. you. I, I kind of felt that way going into it. I, I felt like they were going to split. I, I don't know. even think tonight is a foregone conclusion that the Warriors win. I actually don't. I think the Grizzlies are going to keep it close. <sighs> yeah. It's it's going to be so tough, though. It's going to be so tough. It, it now looks to me like Golden State in five because I just can't see how they, they lose tonight. All the momentum swung in their favor. If they win the night, I mean, it's a, it's it's probably over if he can't it's come back. It is over if he can't come you know? back. But if they lose tonight, it's over. This is sad, man. Yeah, it sucks. And we we were so everybody was so thrilled about this series from the start. Oh my God, yeah, dude. This, this was, was my favorite one. Yeah, this was supposed to be like a big series. Outside the Sixers, this was my favorite one to watch. And I mean, the Warriors coming off a thirty-point win. They literally shot the lights out. It was one hundred and forty-two points. They shot sixty-three percent as a team, fifty-three from three. I mean, this is insanity. They don't. They don't have to obviously replicate those numbers to win either. Like this is this is a team that already seized the series, and now you know. I mean, that's like a throat punch right there for the Grizzlies. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, they took I know. the wind out of the sails. I think it's over. I think it's over in five now. It sucks, man, because, you know, I was really rooting for Ja. I actually think this Grizzly team could actually fuck around and win it all. It, it was trending kind of in a direction where they, they were, could have been a sleeper a hot team. team. Like, they were a hot team, yeah. And, and they have were, a rising superstar who's putting up 40, and he's dominating in the fourth quarter. Like, he's got a, you got a, you got a certified closer. And then we were talking about how we thought they could challenge the Suns legitimately just due to matchups. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing that always works. Here's what if they even me. get by. Here's what worries me about John Morant. Who do I always compare John Morant to? Um, Derrick Rose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. What okay. derailed Derrick Rose's career? 
chronic knee issue yep. because when you explode to the basket like that and you're a little dude, your body can't take that pounding. You need to get an outside game. The only reason Derek, Derek Rose's career is still afloat is because he shoots from the perimeter now. If John Morant wants to pres preserve his career and turn into a superstar for the next 10 years, he has to get better away from the basket. You, he, his body's going to break down just like Derek Rose did. It's yeah, exactly he's got to be happened. able to pick his spots a little bit better. He can't do it. It's easier said than done for a I player like that. that. You know, it, it sucks. So here we are. We all think that this is over. We all think it's over. I have Warriors in five now. I'm pissed, Nick, man, because I, I had the Grizzlies going to the uh, Western I, Conference I thought final. this was, the, based on the way it looked, it looked like it was going seven. It really did. It sucks, man. So we got a Warriors, Warriors across the board here. And is everybody else again. saying, are you guys saying five as well? Or are you just saying? I'll say six. Six, just out of respect. Yeah, I think they get, well, I think they find out a way to get one. Like, I, I got to be honest, man. Like, if it was Suns and the Warriors, like, is that exciting, bro? What? Oh, so hell yeah. Chris Paul and Steph Curry got beef on the court. Not like that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, would you rather see a young superstar in John Morant? Or would you rather see the same Warriors team you've been seeing the last... Oh, no. Oh, I'd rather see the Grizzlies advance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me like, too, but I you feel know like... my feelings on that for obvious other reasons. Like, I don't want like, I don't want the Warriors to win again. Oh, I know, because of LeBron. Yeah, I don't want to do that Steph debate, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Steph, is right. he, he is generational. And he did change the game of basketball. Most generational player I've ever like, seen. Like, it's insane. But, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Carry on. Yeah. All right, By the so, way, hold on. Go ahead, go One ahead. more point, go ahead. since we're on basketball still. Did you guys see... Uh, Rudy Gobert's comments to oh, Shaq. I'm yeah. so happy you mentioned he that. Was, Sit the fuck down. Ass up Did you see what Shaq said? Shaq? Did you see what Shaq said Bam. back on the podcast? No, what did he say back? Shaq would bully him. So they said that they he were would like, demolish him. yeah, I Shaq think, said that he, he wouldn't be able to stop him. So right? he was on a podcast and the guy was like, I think that uh, Rudy Gobert could hold you to 12 points. And he went, yeah, 12 points in, th in the first three minutes. And he started letting <laughs> He's like, he goes, I take that personally. Facts. If he wanted to try and uh, play me one-on-one, -on -one, I would bully his ass. Facts. I would back his little ass down. He would crush him. Shaq's Nothing but the most factuals. Unstoppable force to ever play. Bro, basketball. Prime Shaq would have literally mugged him as he's dunking on him. Mm -hmm. Straight up. I'm dead ass serious. He would have. He did it to Chris, uh, was it Chris Dudley? Who was the dude where he, he yammed on him and, then, and like, pushed him? And, and he got up and threw the ball yeah. at him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was that's incredible. That's exactly what he would do to him. Yeah, he put his nuts in his mouth and then yeah. <laughs> shot him down to the ground. Yeah, that one. Yeah, dunks. Uh huh. That would be a great clip to show. It was Chris Dudley. It was Chris Dudley. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> he got disrespected you know, it, in front of thousands, too. That's all disrespect. Actually, millions, because now a million people saw that shit. He didn't have to do that. Nah. Now nah, you have to. Rudy Gobert's playing, a clown, man. It's, he's he, he talks a what? lot for a guy who literally is like the definition of, what, slightly above average? He's great on one side of the ball, if that. I mean, he is what he is. He's going to be gone. Stinks. Facts. I'm not building my team around him. Hell no. Fuck no. Hell no. Silly talk, man. It's crazy. Unless I want to be a lottery team. Yeah. Let's, let's move on from that <laughs> bug. All right. Fuck <laughs> we talking about. Yeah. Now we're real. talking. Now we're talking about the series that's going on right now. And here's the update: the Bucks at halftime lead the Celtics, 48-47. As promised, it's a good one. But first, though, first. We have to discuss the controversy and the wild ending from game three. So you guys obviously know the Bucks are up 2-1. They're playing at home right now. And Marcus Smart, guys, gets fouled by Drew Holiday behind the three-point line. And they say it was on the floor. Okay? 
This is a three-point game. 103 to 100. And because it was on the floor, he only gets two shots. So he makes the first, and then obviously he purposely misses the second so that they can attempt to tie the game. But you heard the Celtics say they thought he clearly got fouled behind the three-point line in the act of shooting. And obviously that would change the entire complexion of the game. He gets a chance to tie it and send it to OT or whatever. Okay? So this is what the Celtics said. So what do you guys think? Okay? Do you think the correct call was made here? And then we have to talk about the impact on the actual series, which you're seeing right now. It's it's a deadlock game here. Anything could happen. But certainly a game like that, a finish like that, a play like that could change the entire series. So do you think it was the correct call? I do. However, they don't normally call it like that because Marcus Smart grabbed the ball and just tried to go up and throw one up. And normally that gets called a three-point shot. And I hate it because it's a flop. It's just on the offensive player mm -hmm. doing it. But that is the right call because he wasn't – like, it wasn't a set shot. He was going to just throw it up and try to do a swipe to, get the, to bait him into doing it. So I think it was called – the right way however it's inconsistent with the way the nba typically calls that so i will give marcus smart that part of the argument he was right in what he's arguing but i still think it was the right call do we honestly think he's making all three of those anyway i don't even think so maybe here's a yeah, fun fact probably not i i think he would have. i'm a semi-believer in, yeah. in shit like this but did you guys know that the the line was milwaukee minus two and a half oh was it really? Oh, my God. It's crazy. See? It comes down to a fucking free throw. Like, shit like that, that's, bro. Like, that's why I'm like... It's theories, I, baby. I feel like... That's amazing that you Go just ahead, said that, bro. Nick. I love say that, it. dude. Say it right now. It's theories, baby. That, I didn't even think of like, that. I, I love feel, that. That's I, fucked up. That's I, so smart. He's, that's bad yeah. beats to a team. That's crazy, bro. You're smart, bro. For real. Like, I didn't think even think it, I mean, think about oh, that wow. for a second. Like, a part of me is like, he should have shot three. Yeah. And it could have swung it. Yeah. That, so that I, is I don't know. A part of me, a part of me believes that. But I mean, look, it's happened before. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen still. Think about that. Well, I mean, that's, that's a bad beat it's by weird. definition. And, and right that that's a subjective call, which makes it even worse in that matter. Because that right there, the ref just controlled the ending of the game. Yeah. And they're exactly. They that's your finest one yet. I'm fucking floored by that. I bet the game. That's I how had, I feel. He had the Bucks minus two. Oh man. Oh, so they pushed. Oh my god. Mm. Mm, that's that's terrible. <laughs> oh my god. That's just wow. I think it was the correct call too, though, guys, because I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you said, Pauls. Um, do I think it changed the game? No, because I like I said, I think he makes two or three, and he and they lose anyway. But. Drew Holiday's point was he wasn't even facing the basket when he threw that up, and I kind of I kind of feel him on he, that. He you was know? facing like, the He stance. literally wasn't <laughs> like he, he was not attacking. He was not attempting to shoot that ball. Like, look, he knew he knew the circumstance that he just threw the ball up. So it was the right call to me. I mean, let's stop with this pussy ass basketball. I like Ooh, the '90s tall. basketball. I know. You know if what you're I mean? gonna call it consistently throughout the whole year, you gotta. You, that's you true. Gotta be that's consistent my problem. And that's, that's true. And look, there's a little but tinge of Celtics hate here, like me laughing it off. There's a little tinge of that, 
But, like, I, I do agree with you there. Like, you have to be consistent. Yeah. You know what else I actually dislike about the NBA? They always say, like, oh, it's the playoffs. It gets more physical. Like, I don't like that because the game should be ref the same way mm -hmm. for the first 82 that it is for the over the next course of for the playoffs. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, if it's physical, cool. If it's not physical, cool. But call it the same way. Like, just, like, they don't, in the NFL, they don't just, like, let pass interference plays go because it's the playoffs. To a degree, it's true. But I have seen the NFL do some shit like that too before, where they will allow, you know, some pass interferences not get called. As in the regular season, it will be called all day. It's so just it's it, stupid it, to me. It, 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 I agree with you. I think it's dumb too. I think it should be ref throughout the entire... The same way. The same way throughout Agreed. the entire like, season. These are the rules of the game. But I think what happens is a lot of like competitiveness comes out in the playoffs yeah of you course. know what i mean like you, you're fucking with grown adults that are like masculine as fuck playing a sport you know what i mean like their their juices are going to be flowing so like i think they tend to lean to be a little bit more lenient on the calls because of that reason like i feel like it has to take you have to take some account for that I imagine being in, 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 the, in the fucking finals. You're going to be fucking fired up, bro. Hell yeah. It's an adrenaline rush. Absolutely. Like, like crazy. Exactly. The, not, not only the atmosphere, but the moment. Just like you being there. Like you growing up as a kid to get to that moment. It's fucking, you're going to be fired up. Yeah. So I like, I feel like they do take account for that. And I, I think, which is kind of fair, but they should do that the entire regular season. Yeah. I'm just, I totally agree. So I, I agree too. Totally agree. So guys, for the audience that may not have been there in the beginning or people just joining us who did you pick to win tonight's game i said bucks and i had the celtics nick had celtics i had the balls had bucks so guys according to that okay so that would mean we pauls and i have the bucks going up 3-1 here and then nick that would even it up for you so how do we think this is going to finish off? And I'll tell you what I think is going to happen here. Okay, I'll, I'll start us off here. I think the Bucks win tonight, and they're up by four right now as we speak. Second half has just begun under play. Okay, so I think the Bucks are going to win this one at home. And believe it or not, like you would think, okay, if they win this one, it's, it's done. Um, and I just threw shade the Celtics way like two minutes ago. And I, I definitely root for them to lose. I think... Just out of respect for the Celtics team this year and the way they're playing and how good they've been, I actually think that they would win the next game. I don't think the Bucs would close out the next one. I think they go back to Boston in game five, and I think Boston gets a game there, and then it could get interesting. Um, I still think Bucks and six. I, I'm sticking with what I had, but I do think the Celtics will win another game in this series. I just don't think it's tonight. That's all it is. So at least... I'm trying to tell you, I respect the Celtics enough to say you have to. Celtics anything could right. happen here, anything and they still could. They still could win this series for real. I'm not ruling that out. No, not I'm not all. saying it's a sure thing, but I am sticking with what I have. I think Bucks and six. I think they win tonight, and the Celtics get one more, and they make it interesting. Because they are—they're a tough team to beat. Here's the thing: the Sixers series is done on Thursday, so I hope this goes seven. Me too. Because and B needs some rest, which it's bullshit. They got like a week off. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't understand how that happened. They got four or five days off between games. Feels that way. They got the extra day of rest, and uh, I mean, yeah, Embiid could have used that. 
for sure. I am a little worried about the Celtics right now since I picked them. <laughs> when Al Horford's your uh, highest scorer right now, this is third quarter. You're a deep shit. Tatum, okay. Tatum just passed him, but it's. I mean, look, yeah, Al Horford's. Oh, he just passed seemingly. Him? We're not. We're not watching the game, but Al Horford statistically Al looks like he's having the best game of the, of the Al team tonight. Al different. Yeah, where was this on the Sixers? Don't, he, yo, he, he you can't play, play he, all right with the Celtics. Was, like, you can't play him and a B next to each other. It never made I sense, know, you know. Like, I know, I know. Like, but still, he never was a bad pro. He just he looked really bad. He looked, uh, yeah, yeah. he looked like he was way over the hill. I don't know nothing but facts there. Straight up, <laughs> that was like for me. That's one of the worst signings the Sixers have ever had because it just like it was such a disaster. And I don't know if it was because Brett Brown didn't know how to utilize him. Who would know how? I was just a, I mean, I a guess. bad fit. I yeah, it's a bad fit. Just didn't fit next to um, next to Embiid. It was stupid, and he wasted a year of Embiid's career. So there's that. And now this is how we're closing out the show tonight. So you know, five ish minutes, ten maybe. All right, we're moving on to baseball. Philly Phil, give us some MLB. Mm-hmm. We don't get to do this enough, so we're gonna enjoy this one. The Philadelphia Phillies! I'd rather not talk about them. <laughs> it's unfortunate that we have to, right? Because they're so fucking annoying. <laughs> That's just what they are. Let me break it down for everybody, because maybe the non-Philadelphia audience... Like, look, we're TikTok people. We're based in the Philly area. We're Jersey people. Okay, so this is our team. We cover them a little bit extra. All right? But for the people that don't know what's going on here... The Philadelphia Phillies... <laughs> They look like a train wreck, for one. They lost two or three to the Mets. They're in around now one and five in May. They got swept two games by the Rangers. And they're seven games back from the Mets. They're four games under 500. We're almost at mid-May, guys, okay? They had an all... Okay, so this that's bad enough, right? That's bad enough. That sounds pretty awful. It's all right. right? But then it gets worse. Oh, I know. It gets worse. Because <laughs> this is right after, right after our wait, podcast. There's more. Oh, <laughs> it gets way worse. The collapse that we saw from the Phillies on Thursday night after our show, you guys went out to go pick up our food. We're like, yeah, the Phillies are about to pull this one out. You know, oh, it's getting a little interesting, but they'll be all right. They got a nice lead. They were up <laughs> seven to one in the ninth inning. I literally sent you guys out the door. I said, go get the food. We're good. Yes, master. You know? Yep. I didn't say it like that, but I'm, you know, I'm not like that. Come on. Yes, masters. Fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Paint me in a negative light. I apologize. All right. All right. <clears throat> I, I deserve that. Okay. All time collapse Thursday night. They were up seven to one in the ninth inning. Corey Canable was lights out all year. Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, man. I can't believe this. They wind up losing eight to seven. And for historical perspective here, the Mets lost the previous 330 times that they were down by six runs in the ninth. 330! Wait, there's more! There's more! <laughs> You're going to overtake that this dude on the This segment might just be me ripping them. <laughs> there's more. MLB teams. When trailing by six runs in the ninth inning prior to this Mets win, they were 0 and 684. That's fucking crazy. This was 
history we it's, saw. It's but so wait, silly. there's more. There's more. One of the guys that that passed it over. So the Mets, they had a couple of scoreless innings, two and two thirds here. This is later in the game too. Adonis Medina, former Phillies top 10 prospect who they could have used in that Sixto Sanchez deal that got them JT Realmuto. That's how high this guy was on the ladder. There were only like two or three guys there. Adonis Medina, former top prospect that we cut loose in the offseason. I said to you guys, oh, I don't like that. Do you remember this? I don't like that. Two and two-thirds scoreless against us. Regular. I'm not surprised, dude. It's Philly. Yeah, it's I, just, yeah I'm not really surprised either, bro. This thing is fucking poison. But that's the thing. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, we've been we've been accustomed to seeing this over the last, what? It feels like 10 years. Every year with the Phillies. Yeah, so, like, for me, it's just not even surprising. I mean, it, it's it's like, damn. Like, did I really just watch that? But it's, like, regular. Part like, of the we, course. We've seen it before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. once you see something so many times, you just become numb to it. But here's the thing, guys. When people show you what they are. Believe it. <laughs> Turn me the fuck up. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the angle, guys. Because this seems to happen a lot under Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi came here with a pristine resume, okay? Everybody wanted him. Not me. I wanted, I wanted Gabe Kapler. I thought he deserved to keep the job. And you see what he's done since. The Giants are phenomenal. That's an aside, okay? Joe Girardi beat us in 2009 with the Yankees, and he had a great career there. He's waiting in the wings. Top name, waiting to go to a top franchise. We scoop him up, we think, oh, all is well. We get Joe Girardi. This is great. He's going to get us on track. Yep. Two years in a row, it feels like everything that this team does is commonplace now. And this team is now, I mean, look where they are. They're in the cellar right now. They're in the cellar of the NL East, and if they keep falling apart, you can't, you can't catch up at a certain point if you go this cold this early it gets very difficult in baseball so even that. with the extra wild card so what i'm getting at here should joe girardi be fired and no. if not should he be on the hot seat no and if if none of these things at what point do you consider putting him on the hot seat slash firing him all right look it's Cinco de mayo yeah it's early. It's so early, but like at the same time, it's like, when do you do it? At the end of the season, you got to ride it out. You got all these free well, agents. You got to see how season. far you can go. I was gonna wow. say July. You have to. I was gonna say July. Who else are you gonna replace? They're who, dead who, by July. Who are you if gonna replace like them this? With? No, here's the thing. With them starting out so bad, the only place for them to go is up. Don't I, like. I, I just the bats aren't gonna. They're gonna be fine. It's early as hell. There's 140 more games. I I'm I get it. <laughs> Trust me. And I'm the one who will tell you I'm all about the splits. It's a long fucking season. I'm the analytics guy in the room. And Tom's not here. Tom can tell you I'm, I'm going to preach that always. He's at, he's at the gym. It's a long, long season. But in this division, with this team, the complexion of the team, and they're right now supposedly a top five offense, this is what they're supposed to be. This is... I wonder if this is their ceiling right now because they're already they're hitting they're not hitting as well as they should be they're still top five, but this is what could happen if the pitching remains the way it is the bullpen remains the way it is this is how quickly you lose your footing and I don't think they're gonna wait I, I mean listen if this continues on into June at this level and they're under five hundred I I don't think they wait 
Probably now, not. would I do it? The expectations are so high. Would I do it? Probably not. Probably not, because, I mean, who's replacing him? That's what I said. Really? I mean, I guess uh, replace Dusty Wathen? <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, I don't want anybody him. Dusty. I think he was ready for a chance, but, like, I, it was probably too soon. So they didn't go to him. Well-respected in the Phillies clubhouse. He's, uh, I think he's still the third base coach right now. Whatever. Um, he came from the minors. So... I just don't think that they're going to wait around too long, though. I think if they're right now performing significantly under expectations, key phrase there, I don't think they wait. If, if this goes into June, I think that they they move on. Especially if, you know, he's spending in the luxury tax. Like, he spent uh, Dombrowski. So, you know, he's not he, – they're impatient. Because, I mean, there's been some questionable things that he's done. It's not like, like you know, obviously the team's got to perform better. The team is the biggest part of it. They have to perform better. But this guy's made some really questionable decisions for for a guy that is a veteran manager in this league. And he's been awful. I mean, the bullpen's been terrible, but, like, he's been awful at managing that slash pulling starters. He, he's been doing this. You went, you went over the luxury tax, but you didn't address the worst part of your fucking team, which is the bullpen. Like, I don't understand it. Am I on another fucking planet? Well, yeah. Fast, Sounds, but yeah. like, I, well, what I'm saying is, is like, am, am I crazy? Yeah. Bec like, if you have a weak part of your team and you finally spend money in free agency, you would think that you would address that position, right? They didn't do that at all. <laughs> right, dude. I know. So, like, I well, just, I'm just were, not surprised by this. They weren't awful this year, though. Like, that's the thing is part of this, too, like, where Joe gets me pissed off is the lineup management, too, has not been good. Just the way he... Well, first of all, I hated how he started the season jerking around Stott and Boom. Stott's back up, by the way. Didi's on the DL. Or the IL. Excuse me. But I think they both need to... Listen, Stott's <laughs> going to be up. Stott needs to play every day. That's the first thing I'm going to say right now. Stott and Boom need to play third and what? short. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's on the DL. I mean, Go ahead. I don't have That's to explain fine. why that they changed that because it makes sense. You know, I say DL. I'm too. just used to it. Um, but still, they need to be playing every day. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is when guys are struggling like Reese Hoskins right now, you need to move him down the lineup. He's now actually hurting the top of your lineup where some guys are starting to heat up. And he, he can't. He can't hit for shit right now. He's like three for the last 35. I feel like that's kind of regular. It, it's year or two. Joe Girardi's yep. lineup management has been piss poor, too. It, it's And I'm stunned. I was always a fan of this guy. I swear to you. When he got hired, I, always. Asked, I actually asked Eric. I'm like, what do you think? And he goes, he overmanages. Yeah. And asked him about my conversation with him. He and I both thought Kaplan should have kept the job. But that's that. And I think, uh, I think to this point, I think Joe Girardi has been... I, I want to give him a C at best as, as a manager. We'll see. C for we'll see <laughs> because he don't got much time left if he's going to keep this going. And I'm just, I'm just honestly telling you, there's too many expectations here. So whether or not we think they, they should do it, you know, that's a whole different ball game. But the seat's, get, the seat's getting a little warm. That's all I was trying to say here. So we got the pulse of the city here. We're, I know, agree. No, we, I'm we, with you. It's been talked about. But they can't fire him before June. No. You no. Can't no. Do that. That's a panic move, and that, yeah. that I think that'll make things worse. That would be really bad. So there it is, fellas.
Perfect timing, 10 after. All right. What a There's the Philadelphia Phillies, man. <laughs> what a fucking shit show. They get me so angry. But thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to our new TikTok audience for joining us tonight. And that, my friends, was Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast Episode 79. And it was brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who sign up today using the promo code ICONIC receive 100% is deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Also, you know this by now. We are live every single show at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. Be sure to go over there and subscribe to our page. All of our stuff's linked up over there. All of our stuff's linked up on our social. Um, last but not least, important show news for this week, okay? And you can anticipate some changes for the next couple of weeks because we got, we have some wild shit going on with our schedule. So, But for this week, our next show is not Thursday. We are moving it to Wednesday at 8 p.m. Works out kind of well. Sixers play Tuesday and Thursday. We're good. And All right, but it works out well. Thursday. That's not even the reason we're changing it. Uh, literally, we're <laughs> going to be missing half our guys. It's not possible. Okay? So Thursday, we won't be here. See you Wednesday at 8 p.m. Nick Theories, take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. <laughs> also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, and we will see you guys next time at PNI. Wednesday. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> <laughs>